it recording? Yes, Nobody can see that. Yeah, they can. There's nothing I can do about it. That's fine. Do you want my sunglasses? No, it's fine. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Hey, my, remember when I interrupted you? My name is Mara. And I'm Dan. And uh, this is... Cool Animal cool People. Cool Animal People. I forgot. Cool Animal People. Uh, cap. Man. Cap. No cap. You know th- what that means now? What's no cap? Like, no lie. Oh. Kids. Shout out to youth. Shout out to children. Like cap or no cap? <laughs> shout out children. <laughs> well, shout, out, shout out to the young generation that's coming up with a new way what is, of is speaking. It Gen Z? Gen, Gen Z, yeah. Gen, Gen Z. so many Gens. There's weird because whatever. Uh, we're not going to get into that. Spe- Anyways. Speaking of generations, there's a whole generation out there that's just learning what TNR means. Trap and release? Trap, neuter, release? Tra- trap, neuter, return, or release. Trap, neuter, release. Sorry, that was embarrassing. Trap, neuter, <laughs> for everybody. Well, we just talked to, uh, you could say he's uh, the royal figure of TNR. Sterling Trap King Davis. Sterling Trap King Davis, an amazing human being. I know I say that a lot when we talk. I, I think we're lucky truly. enough to, no, I think our in, like the pet industry as a whole attracts really, really genuine people who really love what they do. So I think... Yeah. You know, it's amazing that every person we talk to is super genuine and like really loves what they do. What's but that like? What? Imagine interviewing like finance bros and Bitcoin lawyers. And- what is a Bitcoin lawyer? What? <laughs> That's a thing. Bitcoin now. lawyer. You got to put thing that now. here. If there's a Wikipedia article, I bet you there's a Wikipedia article on like crypto Bitcoin. lawyer or crypto law. Anyways, this has nothing to do. <laughs> is there? Am I right? Bitcoin law firm. I knew it. Nexo. Anyway, there's a lot actually. Don't, I don't want. I don't want to give them enough time. Uh, too much time. Uh, Sterling Trap King Davis. He's an amazing advocate for TNR Trap Duder and Release slash Return. And he's been doing this for several years now. He has a, an entire uh, list of press. He's yeah. He's That's been featured unbelievable. on Today's Shout Show. Shout out to his publicist Mary. She's amazing. Today's Show, NBC News, The Dodo. Yeah. He was on Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore's Drew talk, Barrymore. Show, talk show. Quick um, Google search if you don't know who Sterling uh, Davis is. And please just yeah, enjoy. Just, just learn. Because I know we also say that a lot. Learn from our guests. But he truly is a man who cares about this cause, which is you know keeping cats safe, keeping cats healthy. And most of them, obviously, community or feral cats. And we talked about a lot. And he's a very endearing person. person. I was just thinking endearing. Endearing person. And we love him. And uh, here's Sterling. Sterling Trap King Davis, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, welcome. Welcome, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so you've seen this man on the Today Show, NBC News, the Dodo. Honestly, if you just do a Google, his news results are unbelievable. His work that he does is incredible. Ladies and gentlemen, Sterling Trap King Davis. Yo, <laughs> what's going on here, bunch of slow place good people? How are you? <laughs> How's I'm it going, good, Sterling? Man. I'm good. I'm good. I'm doing good. I can't complain at all. So where are you joining us from if you want to w- give a quick shout out? Uh, right now, I'm actually in Asheville, North Carolina. Um, I, I, I bought my RV from out here, so I was coming out here to get some work done as well as get my vaccination. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, congrats quick, on the vaccine. Quick reminder if you can get the vaccine, go get it. I just got mine on 
Saturday, Saturday morning. I got mine from Mother Nature <laughs> by contracting COVID. <laughs> so I am I am temporarily um, vaccinated from the COVID. So Sterling, obviously we know what you do, but can you start by telling us a little bit about what you do and who you are? So, like you said, my name is Sterling Trap King Davis. Uh, I go by Trap King. Uh, for my nonprofit Trap King Humane Cat Solutions, which focuses on TNR, so that's Trap Neuter Return, and that's the uh, it's the process where I go out, I catch cats in humane traps so they don't get hurt, they're not hurt or anything, and then I take them to low cost spay neuter clinics to get them spay neutered, vaccinated, and then I return them back to their colony. So this prevents overpopulation and spreading disease. That's beautiful. That's very important work, and we need people to understand that catching a cat and neutering them is not to harm them or the population. Right. That's a no, huge it's part. The, it's the opposite. It's the complete opposite. It's a huge part of you know controlling, like you said, the population of community cats, and you know, preventing overpopulation. I get a lot of myths about what it is, so it's it's real important for that people know it don't hurt them, and like this. This one guy that I've been dealing with forever that keeps telling me he doesn't want his cat to lose his manhood. It's <laughs> it's not that's not what's happening here. Like that's we, not it's, we helping the cat. We helping the cat. Like I've heard that one so much, I think I'm gonna go get fixed myself. So I like, look, it's okay. I got fixed with my cats. We all okay. <laughs> that that I think is the the highest level of commitment. I think I've yeah. Ever that, heard. that would be like a PR dream. Right? <laughs> I don't know if it's medically advisable, but I am not a doctor. <laughs> we actually, we have a cat colony. <laughs> what it is it and is it's, um you know it's one of those things that you know you want to make sure that you can maintain that population 
the the youngest cat that I rescued was four months and pregnant. Four months Stop is the youngest. It. She wow. was four months, and the vet told me that she wouldn't have even made it through carrying to deliver yeah, because it, she insane. was just way too young. But four months. Oh, that's I, awful. That's it's it's crazy. So it's it's real it's real important. And like I said, it's not it's not hurting them. It is humane population control. So if you like the cats or if you don't like the cats, it's all good. So it's good to explain that to people that people know that. I think the more people see it work and see us out doing it, then they'll see, okay, hey, it's control it's help controlling the rodent population and you know, as long as I got this group of cats fixed, they prevent other cats from coming in. Because the other cats that come in, they like, well, they gonna fight us over food. They can't yeah. be mates. Free real estate. <laughs> so we just yeah. gonna get out of here. So it's it really it really helps. A property in our program, good for the neighborhood. Yeah, I always forget too how important they are in terms of the rodent control. You yeah. know, in any in any like city, especially here. Yeah. I Imagine mean, if there were no feral cats in New York City. Oh yeah, y'all in Brooklyn, y'all got some, yeah. some, some rodents, there's some rats that's bigger than we the cats need out there. It. There we are need cats. there are some big rats out here. I think also with all the garbage and stuff that's oh, been man, out. Yeah. It's been there has been I think it's like an eighty percent uptick in in wow. rats. Um since like the beginning we, we of the pandemic. We owe cats so much around here. I feel like we would we would lose to rats were it not for cats. Right. Oh, right. yeah. Like no, we would be the dominated. The population <laughs> is, is unbelievable out here. So speaking of all this TNR work, uh, how did you get started? Because like, it's not it's not every day that you just like choose to be just the, the trap king for, you know, as your life's journey. Yeah, so like, how, did, how, did, how did you get started? It's it's a trip because I I always love cats. I've been vegetarian since like 12 years old because I visited a slaughterhouse and it messed me up. So I always was in. Never heard about TNR or cat rescue or none of that stuff growing up. I was just I was always into music, but I like cats. I knew of Jackson Galaxy. I would watch Jackson Galaxy show. So like in between music tours, I was just trying to find something to do and went to a shelter. They were like, hey, we don't see a lot of people like you that deal with cats. Can you stay? And I'm like, I'm actually about to go on tour with Tech 9 so I'm going to be here until that tour starts, and then I'm gone. Like, I'm not going to as much as I love cats, I'm out of here. I'm going on tour with Tech 9 What a line. What By a the line. way, it's usually, I'm it's a usually... huge Tech 9 fan, so, so when I heard that in an interview, I was like, no shit. Like, in a job, like, it's usually, you know, I'm here until college starts, and then I got to go. No, I'm here until I start the tour with Tech right. 9 yeah. and then I got to go. Right. I'm like, I am going on this tour with Strange Music and Tech 9 Y'all can cancel it if y'all think I'm not. I am. Wow. So, but in between, you know, it was like two months waiting to go on tour and I I got it. I saw it. It was almost like an epiphany. You know, something hits you and it's like, oh shit, man, I got to do this. Like, I know what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, it even came to the point to where doing music and being on stage seemed like it was practice for me to relay this message. So, like, like, it seemed like that's what I'm supposed to be doing. And I, I still love music, like Jackson, because I, when I finally met Jackson, uh, <laughs> I, that's what I told him. I was like, because he he got started doing music and being yeah, the yeah. cat guy. And when I fi- when I finally met him, I was like, yo, I come from music. You know, I was rapping; it wasn't rock, but I'm you know from rapping to trapping cats too, like you. He was like, <laughs> yeah. oh, you like the black version of me? I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's so, amazing. 
that's yeah, how that's... I got started, man. It was it was actually. somebody to say hey we oh, don't, yeah. black people don't hate animals like we can get this yeah. right because michael vick blew it like he did he turned yeah. to, he true, for a minute it was even my shelter i was at for a while they didn't want to if you looked a certain way probably yeah. wasn't going to die if you look like you about to breed or fight some dogs we're not adopting nothing to you yeah and i think the 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 whole michael vick situation really reinforced a lot of untrue stereotypes yeah and he he did man i mean he it by doing what he did, it, you know, those stereotypes just came right back and it was like, okay, this is why. And it got, a, we went to doing this a lot more and not educating as much. So that's, that's one of the things that I really want to work with is bridging that, that gap in the, with the black community and the animal rescue community and just period, because I've seen it on both ends of the spectrum. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've gone in predominantly white air neighborhoods where they like, oh, Bald, tattooed black guy out here in my yard at 12 o'clock at night saying he here for the cat. Sure, get my gun, honey, because yeah, <laughs> right, this, yeah. this guy. But then sad, I see, I see a, a, my, my, all my volunteers are usually white women, and then they go into a predominantly black neighborhood trying to help the cats, and they getting robbed, beat up, yeah. cursed out, harassed. Right. So on both ends, you see the disconnect or the miscommunication, and I want to help prevent that. What what would you say is like the biggest pushback you get from the black community in terms of the TNR work and people kind of coming in to to do this work in the community? Man, the biggest the biggest pushback, the most thing that the thing that I've heard the most is the finger, the the I'm gonna get in trouble. So it's it's usually, right. hey, you'll have these people in animal control and rescues and they come in uniforms and they wave their finger and they mm -hmm. write citations and fine us. Uh, I had a guy, he was like, they find me for tethering my dog and I don't even know what tethering means. Mm -hmm. So it's yeah. like, dang, like, yeah, the education is needed because this guy don't know that tethering, that means you you got your dog yeah. tied up to this tree and that's wrong. So they going to find you for that. But he, he doesn't know. He don't even know what he doing. He just think he loved his dog and doing it right. So one of the things, the biggest pushbacks I get is that is literally people saying, hey, they come in here, they say they compassionate. Y'all say y'all compassionate, but y'all don't care about the starving kids or the issues in this community. You just want to help the cats and the dogs and say, forget us. So I hear I, I hear that a lot from the black community. Like that's that's one thing outside of oh the lack of education from it. I had some dudes literally in the black community tell me, like four guys, I was returning some cats, and they came up to me and told me, yo, you know, white people put tracking devices and diseases in these animals and dump them in black communities to infiltrate and hurt us. And I was like, damn, that's wrong. Like, that's so wrong. That's the biggest. I was like, why would they put them in cats if black people don't typically like cats? Why wouldn't they put it in marijuana or 40 ounces or something <laughs> exactly. that's more stereotypical of us? Yeah. Why would they put them in cats? So it's like stuff like that. I That's the pushback. And that's how alarming it was for me to be like, man, if I don't 
if there's not somebody to relay this message properly, I don't know if we're going to get it across because TNR been going on longer than before I was born. Yeah. And I'm not that young. I might look young, but I'm, I'm over 40. Put it that way. I just put, I just say that. So that's a a lie though. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why you got to lie on a live podcast, but that's cool. If you want to be that way. Um, yeah, no, the, the, the yeah, education aspect, both of us. the education aspect is so important, but not just the, the information that is being relayed is how that information is being relayed. You know, you can't expect someone to go to a community center and take a class on TNR in order to learn what TNR is. It's the accessibility of information. And I feel like you're doing that in, in a very accessible way. Am I wrong? Yeah, I, I I I try to make it accessible, and I try to I like 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 what we were talking about with Flatbush Cats. It's so many people that do TNR and cat rescue that we either need to work together, or it's just different ways of delivering that message. And I I love that. So what I do is is just one different way of delivering that message to get different demographics uh, involved and more more guys because that's the thing. Again, the hyper masculinity of it all. I yeah. think is one thing that prevents guys. I even still I got You, you can still be cool. You can still be a little edgy and yeah, do yeah. something like love a cat or do something as selfless as volunteer and rescue animals. Like you can, you can do that. I, and I've been, that's something I've been trying to prove forever. And I get a lot of slack from that between loving cats and painting my nails. <laughs> a lot of my male friends be like, dude, what's up with you, man? You weird. <laughs> Expressing myself. Yeah. I think that's right. the thing that's, that's been so great about, you know, the emergence and growth of, just social media is 
you've got people like yourself, Jackson Galaxy, um, Mosho. Like there are so many guys out there who are showing their love for cats. And I also think, you know, cats kind of have gotten a bad rap over the years. You know, people are like, oh, cats don't like you. Cats, cats aren't the same as dogs. And Jackson mentioned that, and it was a good point. You're not supposed to compare the two. You're yeah, they're, right. they're different animals, and you, yeah. you deal with them differently. But I, I love the fact that it's become, you know, you guys are popularizing the fact that, like, it's good to do this kind of work. It's not like this thing that, you know, the crazy cat lady is yeah. doing. Yeah, like, oh, I want to get rid of that. So bad. Oh, yeah. yeah, like That's... it's 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 definitely something that you you're you guys are doing a fantastic job. Everyone out there who's doing this kind of work, and it, you know, that's how I I, I learned about you was through social media. I started seeing your stuff yeah. on Instagram, and then a couple people, um, you know, uh, The photographer really did it. I do got to ask. This is unrelated. <laughs> Who the fuck does your press? Because, <laughs> yo, when we Googled you, I was like, this, who is doing this? Like, you are yeah. everywhere. You are on the Drew Barrymore show. NBC yeah. News. NBC Today News show. Today Show. Like, you are, obviously, what you're doing is amazing. And the work that you're doing is so impactful. But, like, man, you are killing it with, like, the exposure. I don't know what it is. I have Mary Tan, my publicist, is amazing. She is more than just my publicist. She's, like, keeps everything organized and right because I wouldn't know if I'm coming or going. Like, I feel like one of these days I'm going to call Mary and be like, what's my name again? Like, I ask her everything. But Mary Tan, it's, it was, it's her. It's her. And I think... Once she started, once she started pushing out the fact that I live out of my RV and do this, like I don't have yeah. a regular car, I don't have an apartment, I don't have any, <laughs> like I live out of my RV. I think once she started pushing that is when people was like, okay, I gotta, I gotta look into this because this dude is either crazy or I very don't know committed. what. Yeah, he very committed. Oh, really, he lives in RV. He means business. So <laughs> like I don't even, and it's crazy because people credit me for that but i was in the navy and i was in on music tours so it's like this lifestyle this minimum yeah. yeah this minimalist lifestyle is like being on tour or living out my sea bag so right. i'm not i don't even feel like i'm missing out or losing stuff i like i want to live like this like if somebody was like hey we can help you get an apartment i'd be like eh. yeah <laughs> give it to the cats <laughs> oh hold on hold on we can't hear you unplug and plug back in unplug it unplug it
<laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> oh, you, you stopped again. Audio. Unplugged. Better. I'm the same way. All my, all my, co- like literally, the only clothes I have is my branded company gear. That's right. it. So I got, I got to go back to Tech Nine for a second. All right. <laughs> like I, I've been a huge fan of his for a long time. Um, when you decided that you were not going back on tour, what was his response to you when you told him what you were doing? I'm very curious to know that. He just la- he tripped out. He didn't care. He got you know he so he was so up the totem pole on that tour. Yeah, like he wasn't like oh my god, you what you mean sick not gonna come? Like he wasn't like that. He was just it was just like what? <laughs> like that was that was more so his thing. He was like okay, and he had my friend Jaron and uh, Ritz. I, Ritz is another rapper off of Strange Music, and he had both of them reach out and was like, are you sure? Like ask dude, is he sure? Like that's what he about to do. And I'm like, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I know this is stupid. And I got a couple of jokes, laughs, like, you yeah. want to go broke? So you're going to leave a paid tour to go rescue cats, which I know they're not going to pay you what you're making on this tour. So it wasn't making sense. Like, I got – it was some jokes, but people kind of knew, too, because even on tour, a lot oh, of I'm folks sure. from Strange Music, they was like – I had, I had, at the time I had a cat, <laughs> this is funny, this is funny, it's a quick story, but I had a cat at the time named Rick James. Uh, <laughs> Rick James, I would talk about him during the whole tour. <laughs> 
So the whole tour, I'd be like, yeah, Rick be tripping sometimes. Rick would be loud. It'd be like two in the morning. Rick would be making all this noise. And I find, and my friend Jaron, Jaron Benton, he he was on the tour too. He knew about Rick James, but nobody else knew who Rick James was. So <laughs> the whole time when I finally said something about Rick being a cat, everybody was like, yo, wait a minute. You mean to tell me the whole time you've been saying Rick, you've been talking about a cat? Like, what in the world? Like, they was like, yo, I didn't know if you was like talking about a partner that you stayed with, your little brother, a family member, or something. Like, the whole time you were talking about a cat. Like, so I well, think. If you say Rick James, maybe like they, they hired you because you, they thought you worked with Rick James. He's right? Rick James. We want to kind of go into what are the ways that people can help you, your work. We're, we're going to put links to everything in the show notes, but like, what, what's the best way? Somebody can support your work, and then if somebody wants to go local, what what would you suggest where they should be either volunteering their time or putting their money? So I would say for me, um, you can go to trapkinghumane.org, and that'll take you to all the stuff with Trap King that's doing. Um, but locally, locally, wherever you are, if you're not in Atlanta, I travel some everywhere and try to reach everybody, but locally, um, your local shelter, if you go to your uh, I'll say even animal control officers will let you know about your local shelters that do rescue because animal control wants you to do it. Um, Alley Cat Allies, their website has a ton of information for no matter what area you're in. I always refer people there because their website is amazing with instructions as well as areas to go and the Best Friends website as well. Shout out to Best Friends because uh, they taught me a yeah. lot too. So, um, yeah, Best Friends website. Alley Cat Allies website, they're both great resources for information. Um, and if not, you, like I say, Trap King, I'm always out here. You can always go to trapkinghumane.org, and you'll probably see me coming to a city near you to trap. So, Oh, when you, when you come around here, we want to we wanna have a beer with you. And honestly, like just from the kind of work that you do, it's kind of hard to find someone that, you know, a single person that's as passionate yeah, like I've I've met people that have gotten into TNR. Obviously, we have uh, a shout out to Isabel, Isabel from the No Kill Project, uh, where my cat comes from. Okay, Do you know the No Kill Project because so you I've heard, reacted. Yeah, I heard I heard the No Kill Project before. I heard of the No Kill Project before, and I'm not oh, sure if up. it was. I'm not sure if I was at Cat Camp or where I was when I first heard of the No Kill Project. Oh right, you were a counselor at Cat Camp. What year was that? Uh, I went to cat camp in, was it, oh, wait, wait a minute, not, oh, 18, 2018, I think. 2018, okay. I think so it was, was 2018. That's when I that, first. Was that before they did it in, in New York City? That was, it was in New York City. It was, that was in 2019. New York City. 2019 was. Was it 19? Yeah, I was, yeah. We was in New York City, and that was when I first, that was like when I really in person hung out with everybody Catman of west oakland hannah shaw kitten lady and jackson wow yeah. everybody was out there and that that it's was like just mecca it was yeah, like that... man for me it was amazing because i I've, imagine i like i like seriously mosho and jackson are the two people that really motivated me to be like hey i could i could play a role i could have a part like what i do can be used and and, and can help the mission so them, them two dudes and then Kitten Lady have given me so much information and help over the years with that. So that's where I, when I met them, I was like the whole time at Cat Camp, like, 
Just I follow you, I follow you, I follow you, I follow you. There's little bub, oh my God. You were on TV. <laughs> right, right, right. I'm like, I'm, and it's crazy because you can only talk to other cat people about it. All my yeah. homeboys that's not in the cats have no idea what I'm talking about. They're like, who is that? What are you? Jackson Galaxy? Right. I'm yeah. like, man, I'm standing here with Jackson Galaxy. They're like, oh, that's crazy. Who is that? And I'm like. Who is Jackson? It's like Jay-Z of cats, man. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's one of the things I love about just the animal industry as a whole. It, it's the niche. It, yeah. it well, it attracts people who just are so fucking passionate about what they do. Like you know, it's it. A lot of the work is a labor of love, and yeah. you know, it attracts amazing people like yourself, like Jackson, like Mosho, like Kitten Lady. Like there's so many people out there who dedicate so much time to Man. you know making sure that these cats' lives are yeah. healthy and good and they're safe. I think the community is like being in for cats. Yeah. Like yeah, you get basically. to be yourself. Like it's the it's it's an environment where I can be one hundred percent me. Like I'm not on a hip hop tour where I gotta act like if a cat jump on me it's it can't be cute. Like, no, that ain't cute. Don't you just I didn't smile. I didn't, I, you just see me smile, you just see me smile. I don't want You can walk it. through a crowd right, right. wearing kitty ears and right, not be right. judged. <laughs> This is the record meant to be broken. It's not to say, oh, look at me. I'm the king. I'm the best. No. Right. This is meant to be broken over and over and over again and continue to raise awareness and make it fun. Make it make TNR fun. Some of these hyper masculine tough guys, if y'all don't want to rescue, then compete. It's like a versus battle. Who yeah. can rescue the most cats then? If, if, if oh it's not God. tough enough for you, then we can do it like a versus battle. Who can rescue the most cats? <laughs> if, you can convince, if you can convince like the macho, I will never do that kind of guy to be like, hey, this is actually a competition. And the, the, like you use that hyper masculinity <laughs> against them. Right, right, them right. Trap the most cats. <laughs> on uh, on the, the hyper masculinity front, I do love yeah. seeing that in terms of like, so we, we 
obviously my, my business is we do dog walking and pet sitting. So we constantly see, you know, a new couple, they get a, a new puppy or they get a kitten. And one of them, one of the two is always like, I'm not a dog person. I'm not yeah. a cat person. And then we're like, okay, that's, you know, we get it. We come back six, six months later. This is where the cat sleeps. This is its bed. This is its other bed. You have to feed it. They become like these intense cat or dog parents. And it's so funny seeing that because it's like the people that are like, yeah, I'm not a, I'm not an animal person. And then it's yeah. like, this is foo-foo. Those, those right, are right. the people that haven't lived with an animal yet. Yeah. You know, because you can't say I, I'm not a dog person or a cat person. Until you have a dog or a cat. Right. You know? Like, so true. It's, that's just because you either weren't raised with cats or dogs or you just haven't taken the time. To, yeah. To, it just, you need to, exposure. Yeah. Right. You just need to come across a little doofus yep. of a cat or a puppy and you'll fall in love. It's that easy. I yep. also think that's, it, that's what it ties back to with your work is people in all communities need the exposure and the knowledge to know hey, we're out here doing this work to right. control the populations to make sure that these cats are, you know, they're healthy, but they're also able to do what nature in intended for them mm -hmm. to do, which is, you know, eat some birds and eat some mice and live right. their life and make some other cats. Yeah, right. like Jackson, Jackson, <laughs> Jackson said that it's not all about uh, taking a cat home. It's also about, you know, making sure that their environment is protected right. and healthy and controlled because... Yeah, it might be sad that that cute ass cat that you came across on someone's driveway is not going to come home with you. But, you know, you can also help that cat. Right. By keeping their population in check. Right. It helps them because the more like I see so many people that just throw food out and just feed yep. everything. Yeah. And it, it, with doing that without a proper TNR program, you basically fueling the overpopulation because they're going to fight. Soon they're going to fight yeah. over those resources and then fighting and injuries go, will cause diseases and it just grows and grows and grows. And I've, I'm dealing with a, a colony right there, like, like that right now in Atlanta. Where they don't want me to rescue the cats. They don't understand TNR. I'm slowly trying to explain it to right. them, but they just hear you're going to take this cat and then you're not going to bring the cat back. That's all they think. They not, they can't yeah. they like, I'm not, no, I don't want you to trap these cats. We like these cats. They handle our rodents. And I'm like, these cats are going to be great. They're going to come back with this little ear tip, and they're going to be just as fine the same way. But some people, it's hard. It's, it's hard. You got to gradually spoon feed it to them. So, yeah. Speaking of the ear tip, yeah. and uh, this is going to go back to the, the more I've been speaking to guys like yourself and Jackson, the more I realize I am what I like to call cat stupid. Um, I, I thought I, I had a good knowledge yeah. base, but I've learned so much from you guys, including today. I just learned about what that little clip on the ear means. What what does that mean? So that's the way that we know in uh, in every colony. We know if we see that ear tip well, that one right there, that lets you know that a cat has gone through the TNR process. So if you could, that is something that we can see that's obvious because if you were to catch the same cat in a week and try to sedate them and fix them again, you, it, it could become fatal. So you don't want to keep catching the same cats over and over and over again. So that ear tip, it represents that this cat has been TNR, spayed, neutered, and vaccinated. He or she is good to go. And I, I got to tell y'all, this, this is a funny story, too, about Jackson. <laughs> when uh, I, I ran, he was in Atlanta, he was coming to Atlanta doing a book signing or something like that. And I'm doing my fan guy thing, stalking him. And I, <laughs> I, found, I found out he was in Atlanta and I was like, ooh. 
help maintain healthy cat colonies? So one of the main things I, I like I say that I try to do is to fight off compassion fatigue and burnout that comes with what we do in TNR and rescue. Um, a lot of a lot of compassion fatigue and burnout. I think it comes from not necessarily the cats that we can't save or the lack of resources, but sometimes it comes from what we do or don't do, what we say or don't say to one another. So it's compassion fatigue and burnout. I really want to say like we are, we're all on the same team in this. Like if you're coming in the rescue or if you're on the outside, it, you know, on the outside looking in on rescue, the, the community is about compassion and unity. Like it's so much stuff going on in the world right now that's, that could easily divide us uh in in life and opinions about this or that um i did a presentation the other day about literally people going in neighborhoods and having bumper stickers on their vehicle with political or religious statements and being ran out of neighborhoods because of the bumper sticker that they had on their vehicle so I just want to say that in TNR and Rescue, we we can learn a lot from these animals. In this community, we don't have to go by all of that stuff that's going on. We can unite. Like, we can learn a lot from these animals in this selfless act that we do. So a lot of the things that's going on in the world, it's not for our world. Like, we have the unity. We need to keep the unity going. I think the unity that's in community cat care can teach and show people in other world. People of different beliefs, religions, colors. We coming together for something bigger than ourselves, and that's the cats. That's the animals. So I just I just want to say that more than I want to make sure I push that point home because I hear it so many times of this group of people or this group of people or this side or that side or we don't like this. Like this is so important. And we can we this is what the rescue community is about. And we could continue to do this and help push it and show the world that that's important in every aspect that unity and selflessness it's a, it's a common goal between everyone you know it's you don't have to you don't have to pick and choose it's like we all want the best for these cats and it's it's it starts with the education aspect you know in yeah. this case like i know they say you can't teach compassion in this sense i think you, you can you can no you i mean there, there is a saying that you can't teach certain emotions it's closed-minded whoever said it yeah exactly because in this <laughs> sense if you teach them like listen this oh, is oh we got a cat we have a cat ladies and gentlemen oh if you're listening go to youtube and <laughs> go watch the video who, speaking of compassion who is who this is this? this this is my baby demita joe oh, oh she God. is so pretty demita joe is named demita joe is janet jackson's middle name so she's named after janet jackson oh who i love God. a lot my other baby is named Alanis Muissette, who <laughs> I think y'all know who she's oh named my after. God. That's I share, listen right? to Jagged Little Pill too much. That's amazing. <laughs> Just taking a pet like nothing. I was wondering when a when a when a cat was gonna yeah nobody was gonna photo nobody interjected in, in, at all. They're like, oh, dad's uh, working. We gotta. <laughs> I, usually they are like butt to the camera. Like they, I, 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 oh, that camera's I, I, on. <laughs> Oh yeah, they like, oh, you working? Well, let me get up on that then. Like, I'm surprised that's the first time one of them walked in here. <laughs> They're giving you your space. Right. How many, right. How many cats yep. do you have personally, other than the thousands you've helped? <laughs> <laughs> well, I have, technically, I have one, my, my son Bowie, 
school. As y'all can see, the the music theme I got going down here. My my birthday the same day as David Bowie, so my oh. my son Bowie, he's named after David Bowie, of course. But um, I have Bowie, who he usually is with the Amazing Acro Cats. He's the lead drummer for her cat band, and yes, I'm. Dan just came across the acro cat. I'm watching the video right now. There's a cat playing the fucking drums. This is incredible.
guys. Have a good one, man. Peace Have out, a y'all. good one. <laughs> Take it easy.